Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurial League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our Experience Week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Perel, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurs League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurs.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey. It was really cool for me to go through that process and be like, okay, there's a community out there. There's people like me in my stage of business because you kind of feel alone sometimes throughout that journey. And it's like, people are exactly where I'm at. We can be talking about our struggles and what's working and what's not. Dominique Gonzalez is the founder of Root Elixirs, a craft cocktail mixer that gives you high quality cocktails in the comfort of your own home. During Dominique's 13 years of experience bartending and in the hospitality industry, she noticed that friends and family wanted quality cocktails at home, but were intimidated by the recipes. In today's episode, she breaks down her path from bartending to national brand founder. Coming up, Dominique shares how she came up with the idea for Root Elixirs. She shares how to launch a new flavor in a food and beverage startup. How Dominique uses pop-ups to leverage word-of-mouth marketing. And finally, what you need to know if you want to enter into wholesale retailers and grocery stores. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. Dominique, I am so excited to have you on today to hear all about your entrepreneurista journey and story. Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I feel like I kind of did from like a young age. I was always trying to create some art or like sell like little postcards or like design something or put on a talent show and sell tickets too. So I was always kind of like trying to make up something to sell and like go door to door to my neighbor's house and knock if they wanted like Christmas cards. And so I feel like it's always been a little bit inside of me of wanting to have something of my own and create something of my own. And 
um, get it out there. I can totally relate to that. I had that same bug as a kid growing up, like literally always trying to sell something, whether it was Girl Scout cookies, friendship bracelets, Beanie Babies, going door to door was uh, (laughs) the fun thing to do. Do kids still do that? Do kids still go door to door? Is that a thing anymore? I don't know. I've never had anyone knock on my door. So (laughs) me either. And I have a lot of kids in this neighborhood. I feel well, I know like Girl Scout cookies, everything. I feel like so much is like digital now. So yeah. And, you know, they're at the grocery store now. They don't usually go knocking on doors. So I don't know. Maybe it was just our time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear, you know, after selling things door to door, what was your career journey like before starting your business? Before I started my business, I, I started kind of working in the hospitality industry as like a host. And then when I turned 21, I became a bartender. And then kind of just hopped around bars up in Northern California, San Francisco, Sacramento, Chico, and kind of got a lot of my experience within like the classic high-end cocktail bars. And so that's kind of how Root Elixirs came to life is me just taking my craft bar experience and translating that into a company later. What was that process like? Tell me about the moment you had this idea for Root Elixirs and what was the process of building it into a business? You know, I was always tinkering and like trying things out and, you know, I I always wanted a business. And so I was like, okay, one day it'll come and I'll just know that this is going to be the business that I should start. And so I've always had that in the back of my mind of like creating something from a problem that everybody has. And so, you know, I just found myself bartending at every like barbecue or like any like hosted event, like, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, bigger event. I was like always bartending. And so I was like, you know, it would be really cool if like I created something that everybody could be like their own bartender and still have a craft experience. So I kind of took that as the start of the business is where I was like, okay, I'm going to juice everything, use all these fresh botanicals, herbs, like house-made syrups, and then make like a bottle of it. And then people can just add their own alcohol. And then that way I can just make it for everybody. So it's at the party and we can all have a good time. And people would have that like bar experience within the home. What year was this? Oh gosh. So it started way back in like 2016, even before that, like I was always, you know, making like little sodas at home or like ginger beers at home, like little elixirs and tonics. And I was like playing around with those until it kind of transitioned to like, okay, maybe I should take the common flavors that everybody enjoys at a bar and put those in a bottle. And then that's kind of how the flavors developed is, you know, taking your classic like Paloma and using those flavors and putting it in a bottle so that people really knew what they were drinking. For those who are new to Root Elixirs, can you share more about what the products are now today? Yeah, I mean, we've expanded. We're we're just launching a new flavor this holiday season. It's so cool because it's we have five flavors and those to me are like the staples of everything 
that you would find behind your bar that mix with vodka, tequila, gin. So we have a pineapple passion fruit, which is like my tiki cocktail vibes. And then uh, we have a cucumber elderflower, which I think everybody's familiar with St. Germain by now. (laughs) So that mixes really well with gin. And then we have strawberry lavender, which is great with champagne. We have a ginger beer, classic, you know, Moscow mule. And then what is the fifth flavor? Blanking. Pineapple. Did I say them all? (laughs) You might have gotten them all. Did I say five? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we have a spiced ginger beer uh, that we're launching this holiday. So, and it has apples, like star anise, cinnamon, like all the fall flavors that you want, like in a, a holiday mule, I guess. So that's, we're really excited about that. Sounds delicious. And I feel like so many times when we're consuming products, whatever those products may be, or when we see certain things on shelves as a consumer, we just, you know, buy them and enjoy it. But we don't always get to hear about the story of how it actually came to be. I would love to hear more about what is the process of, like you just said now, you're launching a new flavor. What is that process of, okay, I want to launch this new flavor. How do you actually make that happen between coming up with the recipes and manufacturing? There's got to be so much that happens oh behind the gosh. scenes. Can you like tear down the wall and tell us how, how it happened? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think many people do it this way. It's just the way that I was, I think maybe I was old school and I didn't know what I mean, I just still, you know, find myself trying to figure things out. But, you know, it took almost two years to develop the flavors, each each one, because I am particular. And then also just like, you know, you have to go through all these lab testings once you create something. And then, you know, when I was starting the company, there wasn't very much information out there in terms of how to start like a small and soda company and we don't really call ourselves a soda but there wasn't like a sparkly mixer on the market back then so we so me trying to tell the city the state like what we were doing they were just like you're coca-cola or you're we don't understand (laughs) what you're doing so it was really tough to get information and I imagine it would still be tough because creating something on such a smaller scale that's small batch and craft. There's a lot of people that would pay a manufacturer to just create the flavors, to create, you know, all the products for them. And, you know, maybe that's what I should have done. But we started small and, you know, it's been self-funded from the start and still is. So I basically taught myself how to manufacture in-house, just tried to like learn anything I could about brewing and, turn to any resources in the brewing community to figure out how, how to create this. But it is a lot of science. You have to take it to labs. You have to get the nutrition facts, get all the okays on shelf lifes and all of those things, and then launch the product after that. <laughs> Are there resources out there to figure out some of those things that you just shared? So the shelf life, nutrition facts, labs, how if you, for our listeners who are thinking about starting a mm-hmm. business like yours, where should they go first? Yeah. Now knowing 
all the information out there. Like I think maybe I should have started there as well. It is cool that I created all the flavors. However, um, there are food scientists out there who can help you develop your product. You can tell them, okay, I want to taste like this. I want these ingredients and they can help you develop the product that you're looking for. If you don't have it nailed down or you want, you know, the vision for root has always been to scale globally and luckily like we've been national within the last couple of years so you have to think about that when you're starting a cpg product is that like do you want this how big do you want it because it's easy to manufacture and like keep everything in house and you know scale to like locally and create like a local community versus wanting to scale larger and creating the product in-house so there's I would recommend a food scientist if you are going if that's your vision is to scale globally or nationally how do you find a food scientist to work with is there a website or a resource out there to find these people I feel like there's a lot of resources out there especially if you go to any of the fancy food trade shows Mm -hmm. or you go to any of the expos Uh, there's expo west east fancy food show um there's a bunch of trade shows out there that you could probably network and find somebody um and google's a great tool too no that's such good advice (laughs) so tell me dominique what is your vision for root elixirs now where do you see the company going what do you want it to be Yeah, I mean, we still want to be global. We still want to expand, really saturate. You know, we have so much more work to do within the U.S. And right now, like our biggest following is New York and L.A. So we want to really reach out to the other parts of the states and, you know, grow within Oregon and North Carolina, which we see some, a lot of supporters out there. So it's, we got a lot of work to do within the U.S. still. No, I I loved hearing that. And I know you mentioned before that you had self-funded the business. Was that by choice? You knew you wanted to always go that route or have you considered raising capital? What made you decide to go the route that you did? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even think about investors and raising funds. Like, I don't know if it was just like me being old school. I just didn't even think about it. I was like, I just want to start the business. And kind of just, you know, use my bartending tips and, you know, just slowly started putting it into the company as I, as it grew, you know, I think eventually we'll raise capital and get more involved with that realm. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, well, it's definitely a process. I know we talk a lot about we talk about it a lot on this show because yeah. we have a lot of founders who've self-funded the business. We've had a lot of founders who started that way and then ended up raising capital. And there's so many learning lessons, no matter which route you go. So when you are ready to raise, we can yeah. definitely chat and make <laughs> some introductions for for resources. We just launched. I don't know if you saw a raising capital power group in our Entrepreneurista League because we've just learned over the years. You know, it's of course hard to raise capital in general for anyone, but even yeah. harder for women to raise capital. And if we can provide all those resources and help everyone through a group together, we can help each other do it, you know, better and faster and have more support. So definitely reach out at the point if (laughs) if and when you're ready for sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely will be. Up next, the qualities you need to look for when hiring at your startup. 
entrepreneurs, you know I am always here to provide you with as much value as possible. So I wanted to be sure that you have access to the Entrepreneurista Agenda, our weekly newsletter where we share the latest business news, success stories, grant opportunities, as well as all of our favorite resources and special offers for founders just like you. You can sign up to join our weekly newsletter and join over 50,000 other entrepreneurs over at entrepreneurs.com forward slash newsletter. That's entrepreneurs.com slash newsletter to subscribe to the Entrepreneurs Agenda. Dominique, I would love to hear about your process for building your team. I know as a business owner, especially in the beginning, we wear a lot of different hats and try to do absolutely everything ourselves because we have to. But as you start to grow, of course, more resources are needed. So when did you decide to bring on your first freelancer or employee? And tell me about your team now. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about paid or unpaid? Because my mom was my first employee. There you go. <laughs> you got to be scrappy with all the resources. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, when I was brewing back in the day and like when we first even started, I couldn't afford, you know, hi- hiring anybody. So it was just me and my mom, like making the product in the kitchen. And then eventually it became too much for us. And then we brought another family to help. And then I hired my roommate who is actually the, she has a marketing agency now and we were her first client. So I hired her and then I also hired um, production help manufacturing the product. And those were my first two hires. Any advice you can share about the process of bringing on some of those early hires, how to vet them? How did you determine they were the, the right fit for your business? Yeah, so luckily this was a um reference from family. So my Spencer our brewing, you know, production manager now still with us. He ended up being a great addition and you know, he believes in the brand and the vision of it and the growth and it's really cool for to have you know him along for the whole journey and the same with our marketing with Sierra, she's been, you know, a friend and she's been with me since the beginning as well. So both of those, you know, came through good references and, you know, we've kind of gone through the ups and downs of the business. So it's been really awesome to have both of them with me this whole time. But yeah, I feel like you have to look for people who share your vision and are excited to work for a startup because it is, you know, we're a scrappy crew and, you know, we got to get things done on a budget and things don't always look like, you know, a company 10 years down the road. So someone who is along for the ride and believes in like what they can grow in their career and then also, you know, believes in where you guys can be in the future. Talk to me about your marketing strategy. I know you uh, work with a company and, and your friend and you've worked with her for many years. What are the different you know initiatives that have worked really well? Any recommendations you can make to people who are you know just starting their business and want to build their audience and community? So I think for a product, it's a little bit different in terms of, you know, for me, it's getting in front of the person in front, like having people taste the product, having people experience it is really what helps us sell. So 
we pop up throughout New York, we pop up in LA, we really want to get in front of, you know, our target market. And those are through pop ups and, you know, intimate spaces and gatherings. So for us, that's, it's being able to talk to our customers and individually. Obviously, we have a we definitely have a strategy on social media is, you know, we're direct to consumer as well there. And we're also wholesale. Um, so the strategy is that like the marketing agency focuses on is direct to consumer. Whereas I'm, I am focused on that as well, but in person. So she's trying to reach people on social media and I'm trying to reach people face to face. In real life, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the process of getting into stores, into retail, and selling wholesale. I'm sure most people have heard of FAIR before. That's helped us extremely, like, launch nationally within the last couple of years. So that's been incredible. Um, It's tough to get into larger grocery. It's, you know, we have some grocery stores, but it's... Yeah, it's not, they want to be able to see that you can move the product and sell it. And so establishing like a strong brand is really important because, you know, really they rely on the company to push the product off their shelves. What is that process like? So if you want to get into a grocery store how do you do it? Like, do you, you know, go on LinkedIn and you find the buyer and try to set up a meeting and put together a pitch? Like, walk me through what that process is like. Totally. I mean, you do anything possible. <laughs> like, We've gone to trade shows, which has been great. We've met a lot of buyers there. And then, you know, I think that we're working with a, co- a broker right now who's trying to you know, they'll help with pitching as well, because you just have, they know so much knowledge. And with these bigger buyers, they really want to, I feel like they want to make their jobs, they want it to be easy to bring you in. So working with someone who knows the process is a little bit easier, because as a small brand, it's tough when you don't have distribution, when you don't have, you know, the relationship, especially if you're far away. So, you know, we're still working on it and still building that part. But yeah, we've brought on some brokers this year to help us. Do they help you put together that pitch deck because they know what the buyers are looking for at the specific stores? Yeah, we'll give them the assets to that are true to our brand and they'll kind of put it together to where it makes sense for each store and they'll pitch to the store and then we're still in the process. So apparently I would come in and also help pitch. So if we get the the green light on that. And how are these brokers paid? Do they work on like straight commission or is it commission plus a retainer? I've seen across the board, either retainers or like monthly amounts or um, commission based. So Really, it's kind of all there's <laughs> different, yeah, different options. <laughs> what would you say you're most proud of that you've accomplished in your business? That we are still going strong, and truthfully, like that we've been able to get become national within such a short amount of time. 
It is truly incredible what you've accomplished. And like you said, in, in such a short amount of time, I know we had briefly spoken and you had shared that you were able to apply for some business grants. And I know a lot of our members are actually looking to learn more about getting grants in that process. We recently had the founder of the company called Funded on the platform where she's special. I don't know if you know her name is also Stephanie. She specializes in in helping women learn about grants and other forms of funding. But I would love to hear from you if you have tips and advice on best practices for applying to grants and then getting them. <laughs> Yeah, we've um, secured a couple of grants over the years. One from Sia Scotch, which I know you're familiar with. Yes. This is how we're, I'm actually on the Entreprenista, which is great because Corinne is a huge supporter of getting us involved in the community. And she's wonderful and gave, helped last year. We won um, the $10,000 for the Sia grant. So, so amazing. And then the other grant we secured was through Spanx, was their red backpack a few years ago during the pandemic, which was awesome. So amazing. Yeah, I think that, you know, just telling your story, I think I was nervous to really like get it out there. And I was like, oh, it's nothing special. But I had a friend be like, yeah, it is special that like you've made it this far. It's been self-funded, like you should tell your story. And so I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just start. And so then shortly after that, we raised about $15,000 in grants, which is fantastic. So I think that taking that first step and being like, okay, maybe I do have a full story. Maybe it's something to get out there. And so I think that was the first hurdle for me as And then next is just kind of like picking the grants that make sense to you and that you align with. How did you do research to find those specific grants in particular? Yeah, so I'm a part of, you know, Hello Alice, the funded I follow, I fund women. You know, they're always posting about really awesome grants that are out there. And I think that when you align with something, you're like, okay, this they have so much to offer in terms of mentorship and, you know, Corinne met with us individually and then as groups and, you know, I'm still part or I still speak with some of the team members that are, that also won the grant. So it's really, it was really cool for me to go through that process and be like, okay, there's a community out there. Mm-hmm. There's people like me in my stage of business. Cause it's also, cause you kind of feel alone sometimes if, throughout that journey. And it's like, oh, people are exactly where I'm at. Like we can like be talking about our struggles and what's working and what's not. Because, you know, you, I feel like a lot of the times in business, you're like, oh, there's someone who's like, you can see their success and you're like, okay, how did you get there? But being a part of that group is really helpful. No, absolutely. I mean, that's why we have our podcast and why we started our Entrepreneurial community, because it can be so lonely to build a business and feel like you're doing it alone. And we're all going through the same challenges. And some people might be further along in business and you can learn from them. And there's nothing like having a community to be able to support you and, and help you. And I love that. I love that you took the leap and applied for those grants and, and told your story and listened to your friends and just you know <laughs> went forward and did it. That must have felt so 
incredible when, did you get an email to find out that you won those? Is that how you found out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was crazy. I feel like it just changed it. Like you just get so excited when you, when you see those emails come through. I'm sure. Well, congratulations on all you've accomplished. It really is incredible. And thank you for sharing some of these tips about the, the different processes and things that you've been through. I know it's super helpful for our listeners. Yeah. And I think I did listen to class that you guys did on Entrepreneurship about writing grants. And I felt like that was all like some of the same tips I would use as well, like in terms of questions, like you don't just answer them straight away. Like you kind of pull it into a different doc and work on it throughout the weeks rather than just applying in one day. Yeah, Sometimes a grant will take like a, a month for me to complete because it's, it's extensive and you know, you want to get your whole story in there. Absolutely. Are there ever videos like you have to do a video when you submit or they're mostly all just written? Yeah. Yeah. Sia was a video also. So it was um, questions and um, a video. Coming up, you'll hear Dominique's tips on how to apply for business grants. Hey, entrepreneurs, Stephanie here. Dressing up while working from home has truly been a challenge, but guess what? I found a solution founded by a fellow entrepreneurista. It's Armoire. You can rent stylish clothes weekly or monthly right from the app. You'll spend less time shopping and you can get up to 50% off of your first month plus two bonus items. Just use the code entrepreneurista at checkout or visit armoire.style forward slash entrepreneurista to claim your offer. Look and feel your best with Armoire. I know I do. That's armoire.style forward slash entrepreneurista. All right, Dominique, this is usually my favorite part of our interview. I'm going to ask you a couple rapid fire questions. So the first word or words that come to your mind, are you ready? Yes. All right. (laughs) I think so. How, (laughs) How would your friends describe you in three words? I actually asked someone that because I was like, how do I answer when people ask me something like that? So they said, ambitious, reliable, and determined. Love that. (laughs) All right. What is your favorite root elixirs flavor? You you can Uh, only pick one. (laughs) Okay. So it's the grapefruit jalapeno because I love a margarita. Ah, love that. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee for sure. Favorite app on your phone that you cannot live without? Uh, my, my Google Calendar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. <laughs> what is your favorite business tool or solution that has really helped you grow your business or stay organized? Yeah, uh, I feel like, you know, QuickBooks. And then mm-hmm. also, I don't, uh, Gusto, if you have employees and payroll that, and, you know, when you're a small company, I feel like they also provide HR services. So that's excellent. And it's not, it doesn't break the bank. It's, they have all the questions for HR and then the payroll is just like seamless. It's great. Awesome. All right. Final rapid fire question. Do you have a hidden talent? I don't have a hidden talent. I feel like I can't sing. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't feel like there's anything hidden about 
anything no. our anything our audience would be surprised to learn about you? I think they would be surprised to know that I'm also a managing partner of a hospitality group. So I also juggle both. Oh my goodness. We didn't even <laughs> talk about that. Well, we're going to go back to our regular questions now. And now I'm going to ask you about that, Dominique. So tell me, what does a typical day look like for you? I did not realize that didn't even come up in conversation that you are doing that as well. How are you managing your day? Yeah, I feel like it's, you know, in the beginning, it was really tough. Um, but once you build a team, it's a little bit easier and making sure that you kind of bucket your days in terms of what you're working on and staying focused within like your time slots and not being like, Oh, I'll do this then this then this then but like, okay, this is when I work on this project. These are the weeks that I work on it. Um, so that it's flowing and you actually are making progress without being so scattered. I love those tips. And coming from someone who said Google Calendar is their favorite app, I assume you're staying very organized with those time blocks for sure. (laughs) What's your favorite way to unwind at the end of a long day? Do you give yourself the opportunity to to relax? Yeah, I mean, I love to relax. I love to getting takeout sushi and, you know, relaxing over like a good comedy or like something lighthearted. Do you have a mantra or quote that you live your life by? I don't really have a mantra, but I do think that like in the, in the background, I'm like, you can do this. Like it might be hard, but you can do it. Yeah. I, uh, I try every day to just like look in the mirror and smile and tell myself these things, even when there's so much going on and you're having a hard time, because I think the more that we just tell ourselves these things, even if we might not even believe it in that moment, our brain just starts to believe what we tell it. So we just totally. we have to we have to say these things out yeah. loud to ourselves I, every yeah. single day. I agree. You gotta have you gotta talk to your night to yourself nice because it is Absolutely. such a tough journey. It's definitely not easy for sure. Do you believe there is such thing as work life balance? Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes you get it and then sometimes you don't. <laughs> There's definitely weeks where I'm just like, you know, it's it's tougher than most. But I think it is important to, you know, for me at least to, you know, make sure I'm eating healthy, like working out. Those are all helpful to maintain the stresses that come along with everything. So I do make those things a priority, hanging out with my friends and family, just because mm-hmm. I know that it can't all be spreadsheets and um, (laughs) calendars. I hear you all day long. (laughs) What would you tell yourself, knowing what you know now, if you were just starting your business today, what would you tell your younger self? Uh, I mean, I would maybe say it was harder (laughs) than what you're thinking, but you can do it. Um, And you know, I would, in terms of business advice, I would say that like, you know, focus on marketing a lot more, make that your priority. (laughs) Yeah. If you can't have a business that people don't know about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you're a business owner, you're like, okay, I got to juggle all these things. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that marketing is a huge thing that I didn't, that was like on the back burner, but very Mm -hmm. important. Are there things that you do differently now, knowing what you know now with your marketing? 
I think that when we started, when I say like get in front of people, like it wasn't, I think it wasn't hitting as hard as it does now. So I think that it's important to realize that even though you've tried something in the past, it may work better now. So don't get like too caught up on, oh, this didn't work this last time. It won't ever work because some for us, it's like it does work now getting in front of people and, you know, traveling to see people. And also with social media, like I, you know, I didn't, I'm not on it as much like I am a little bit, but, you know, it, it is important. And I feel like influencers and, you know, all of that is very important. Well, I can say we loved having Brutal Elixirs at our New York City event just a couple of weeks ago. I think that it might have only been a week and a half ago. Time just yeah. flies. <laughs> was Everyone was absolutely, absolutely <laughs> loving it. And I I didn't get to be there in person, but I was seeing all of the posts on social. And I agree when people can like touch and feel a product and then experience it. And then you get the whole social effect. And then people now know about your brand. And now you sell obviously direct to consumer. So now people know about you. Now they're going to go by and making sure you have that follow-up process with people who yeah. are at your events for sure. So totally. no, I'm glad, glad that you shared that. Yeah, that was such final, a good event. Final question for you today, Dominique. What yeah. does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? I think it means, you know, being a part of a community of like-minded people who share similar visions that you have and are, you know, the entrepreneurista community is like, they're so ambitious. And it's really nice being a part of that group because they're all pushing to be um, better and, you know, collaborative. And that's exactly what I love to do is collaborate with other women and see where they are in their journey. So to me, it's, you know, being a part of that community. Well, we are so grateful that you are part of the community and can't wait to continue to follow you and see all of the incredible things that you will do and where your company goes. Where can everyone find you and follow you? And for those that are interested in trying or buying Root Elixirs, where should they head to? Yes, you can buy it on rootelixirs.com. We're also on Instagram, Root Elixirs handle there. And, you know, we're on LinkedIn and we have a store locator and but the best way is just online amazing well we will link out to all of your handles and website in our show notes below dominique thank you again for sharing your entrepreneurista journey and story i'm stephanie and this is the best business meeting i've ever had hey thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review we'd really appreciate it and we'd love to stay in touch with each of you You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead. Hey, entrepreneurs, it's Steph here. Do you want to experience what it's like to be part of our Entrepreneurs League community of founders? Now is your chance. New member open enrollment begins on June 10th, and so does our Experience Week. 
I really want you to have the opportunity to experience what it's like to be part of the most supportive community that will be here to support you at all stages of your business journey during our experience week. This will be a five-day virtual event series, and it starts on Monday, June 10th through Friday, June 14th. You're going to get access to live networking and learning events, business growth strategies, as well as office hours with Kim Corral, who is a CEO and serial entrepreneurista, as well as a prominent angel investor. You will also get access to a session on how to win grants with Kat Weaver and Katie Dunn, founders of Power to Pitch. Plus, our mentor, Carrie Kirpin, will be teaching a session all about how to build a profitable business that can sell for more money. And of course, I'll be hosting two info and networking sessions where you can really get an inside look at all of the exclusive benefits and resources that are offered only inside of our Entrepreneurial League community. Plus, you'll have the chance to meet and build relationships with current members. You can register today for Experience Week over at entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week. That's entrepreneurista.com forward slash experience week to join us for a week of free virtual events. I cannot wait to meet you and be part of your business journey.